0: The <laughs> intro this topic and then we're going to go to a quick break. Um, you know there's all kinds of snow in the ground as I don't need to tell you uh, and slipping and sliding is just part of life in Chicago but we as lawyers get so many questions about should I shovel? Am I better off not shoveling? I have been told if I shovel I present um, it's a bigger risk to my liability so the question is are you better off shoveling? Do you have to shovel? And what happens if you slip and fall uh, in a situation? And with us to discuss this is Kyle Colin Diamond. He is an attorney with Mathis, Mathis and Schneid, which is a personal injury law firm. He's been a, a friend of the show and been on as a guest before. Colin, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: Good. How are you doing, Karen?
0: Good. So let's just uh, intro the topic, then we're going to take a quick break. So generally speaking, does an Illinois homeowner have a duty to shovel?
1: Yes. Yes. Typically, you do have a duty to shovel. Uh, I know in the city of Chicago, they have a uh, two Ordinances that have 4 4 310 and then 10 8 180. If snow falls between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., you are obligated to remove it by 10 p.m. If it falls from uh, between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m., you have to remove it by 10 a.m. Uh, they actually also have a uh, number you can call 311 to basically report someone if they don't show. Uh, so typically, yes, you are obligated to remove snow. From your uh, from the sidewalks and on your property,
0: you know, and I haven't heard <clears throat> a lot of times, and I know different um, municipalities have different ordinances that are very similar. Sometimes they're a little bit different when it comes to the times, but um, you know, I, I don't think that our local municipalities really want to go out and find people. Although they have the uh, they have the ability to do that, I think they just want people to shovel. and And you know, um, there's two issues in the law, of course, when people ask you, calling, you know. Should I shovel? You know, there's the moral answer, you know, and there's the legal answer. And in this case, yeah, the legal answer is, yeah, you have to shovel. It's uh, you're obligated. But also there's a moral obligation, and I don't know about you, but if I've watched handicapped people or children trying to get to school or elderly people trying to catch a bus, and you know what, just go out and shovel or hire somebody because it's horrible to see people struggle, and a lot of people rely on public transportation to get to where they're going, and it's just a little bit you can do. And you know what, it's a little exercise too, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, great great upper body workout. That's so. right.
0: That's right. Just don't do it too much because you don't want to have a heart attack. Anyway, Colin Diamond, we're talking to him about shoveling and snowfall and ice falls. you have any questions for us, give us a call, 312-981-7200. We'll be back in a minute. We're here with Naperville attorney Colin Diamond talking about slipping and sliding. Um, welcome back to the show. Let's talk. We talked a little bit about the ordinances that most municipalities have that require you to shovel. I mean, really, more it's an encouragement probably than something that people are going to come out and, you know, uh, fine you and just drag you off to jail. But let's talk a little bit about liability. Um, Let's just say that you, are you better off shoveling or not shoveling when it comes to someone slipping and falling on your property and suing you?
1: I think you're better off shoveling. Frankly, you have a duty to provide a safe and clear sidewalk to people in your neighborhood or pedestrians who, who walk by. Uh, you know, I, I definitely would err on the side of caution and remove the cell.
0: So, and it, it's not as easy to sue somebody. So let's just say that I'm walking down the street and, uh, my neighbor d- didn't shovel and I slip and fall and I break my leg and I want to sue the neighbor, uh, because I want to sue the neighbor because I think had, had the person shoveled, I wouldn't have broken my leg and I wouldn't have missed six weeks of work. Um, so what what do I have to prove in order to find that neighbor civilly responsible? Well,
1: generally what you have to look at is you have to look at whether it's a natural accumulation or an unnatural accumulation. The natural accumulation, let's say for instance that uh, there was rain from the night before and it just froze onto the site, um, Generally, you wouldn't be found. Person wouldn't be found liable for that. If it's an unnatural accumulation, let's say for instance that at a powder that was, uh, you know, on their drive.
0: Colin, you're breaking up a little bit. You're going to need to maybe move to a different place a little bit because it's hard to hear you. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, typically what would happen if it's an unnatural accumulation, that a person could be found liable for that generally. So let's say that they removed the snow, but they piled it up in a big area and then that melted and then collected on the sidewalk where you were walking. Yeah, and you got injured because of that or let's say that they had a gutter that was directing water that went into onto the sidewalk and froze. In situations like that, the homeowner could be found liable.
0: So it's interesting. So it uh, you know, if if it's kind of the way it is, if you fall and the situation is a natural situation, you have less you have fewer rights than if for some reason your property did something That was not a a natural phenomenon, like you said, the gutter running off and and icing everything up. It's it's kind of a complicated area of law. You know, if you slip and fall, you know, I see a lot of people, um, a lot of people call me on these topics where they're going to Mariano's or they're going to, you know, Target or whatever, and they go into the the parking lot and say the parking lot is is shoveled. But, you know, then there's accumulations all over the place and, and it ices up and then it freezes up and then there's potholes and people fall, and people get really badly injured. Is there a different set of standards for businesses when it comes to this?
1: Well, businesses, they have to uh, provide a safe and clear path for, uh, you know, customers and people who are going to visit their uh, their establishments. So it is, uh, for them, obviously you have to look into different situations as well because people are expected to be going to visit their businesses and stuff, so there are going to be a lot more people who are going to be walking on these sidewalks. So they have a duty to keep those sidewalks free and clear. And uh, in terms of, you know, parking lots, again, there's still the natural versus the unnatural accumulation that that applies. But, um, you know, definitely they're, they're on more, typically they're on notice more because they're going to be expected to have more people, uh, you know, who are going to be visiting those businesses or, you know, being customers in that area. So...
0: They're held to a little bit higher standard. That makes sense. So what about if you take that accident that happens into the store? So a lot of times, you know, you open that door and there's all that water that sort of accumulates from people's boots and shoes. And sometimes there's ice that's sitting there and it can be very, very slick. And no matter how diligent the store is in laying down carpeting or salt or trying to mop it up, It doesn't always work. What what is the liability there for the store when it's inside? Is there a different standard?
1: Yeah, well, generally it also depends on where it happened in the store. So did it happen in the entrance? If it's just water that's been checked in just right in the entrance, you don't generally know that that would be a natural accumulation. But you also have to look at other facts. Did did the person slip on or did they trip on a rug that was rolled up because it was wet? Um, Was this something where the water was brought into the store, let's say the guy was shoveling brought the shovel into the store and, you know, it was in the middle of the store and the cell fell off the shovel or something and it was just sitting there, you know, for typically it's usually if it's around twenty minutes and you no know, one people, you know, cut employees were walking through there and nobody cleaned it up and then you fell on it. You know, that's a certain scenario where possibly uh, the store could be held liable for it.
0: Um so A lot of people say you know listen I don't want to sue anyone I don't want to get involved in litigation and I appreciate that but is there something that you should do let's say you fall in the parking lot of a store or when you get in the store and and, you know it's it's serious and you've got some injuries that are going to take some you know healing and maybe some medical appointments and the like what are the things that you should do to sort of um, make sure you have all of your file ready to go in case you need to make a claim well
1: I, I think I speak for a lot of attorneys in my field, but the most uh, helpful thing is if you can take pictures of the area where you fell. Um, you know, if you're not able to do it, obviously, right away, you know, if you broke your leg or something, obviously, that's very painful. But, you know, if you can get pictures of exactly what you fell on um, or if you can have you know someone go back and take pictures of the area, uh, you know, and all around, you know, basically to look, you know, hey, what caused this? What was, was was there a, a giant pile of snow from the uh, snow cloud that just put it in the corner and then the water leaked out when it was melted? It was just, again, was this because there was a pothole in the parking lot and the water got in that pothole and then it froze over? So the big thing is, you know, if you can take pictures, obviously take pictures of it or, you know, at the very least kind of go down, you know, where did I fall? You know, to describe, you know, the area. Uh, you know, that's probably the biggest thing. So you know, we can look into it to determine, hey, was this something that was just a natural accumulation or is this something that was caused due to the conduct of the property owner?
0: And I have seen, you know, and, and I suppose we you should always make a report to with the um, with the store. Because a lot of the stores will have a procedure where you make a report and, you, and it basically establishes what happened. Because if you don't, then they might say, well, that didn't happen in our store. We would have made a report or we don't have it on our cameras. It may happen somewhere else. Um, is it possible to, to settle a case like, say you slip and fall and you just need some medical attention? Is it possible to settle without bringing a lawsuit so you get some money for your medical bills and you can move on with your life without dragging it out for a couple of years?
1: Yes. Yes. It's always possible to do that. You know, again, it depends on the facts and the circumstances. And, you know, if you do the incident report and you can you can show, you know, usually, hey, this is what caused, you know, me to fall. This is what caused this, uh you know, ice to be in this location and what I fell at. Uh, and that's a situation where potentially, you know, you could would, could be able to settle it uh, short of having to file a case. But, again, every case is different. You know, you can never predict exactly what's going to happen. You don't know what the property owner is going to say. You don't know how their insurance company is going to act. Uh, but, yes, it's, it is always possible to uh, be able to resolve something short of filing a lawsuit.
0: So the other um, situation is, and we're going to see this more and more as spring approaches, but the ice falling from the buildings in the loop, you know, I mean, it's all over the place. The ice is boom, boom, boom. It's falling and you see the little horses and you see the sign saying, don't look up. It's the ice is going to fall on your face, you know, and we've had, unfortunately, some horrible disasters and deaths from this ice coming off the um, the buildings. Can you just tell us briefly how the law looks at the ice falling from the buildings?
1: Yeah, typically you have to show with with the buildings like that. You have to show notice. Okay, do they have notice that this is a problem in Chicago? This is something we obviously see a lot. Uh, but typically, uh, for a building, just simply putting up a sign, you know, in the sidewalk, a hey, danger of falling ice. Uh, that's not going to uh, completely absolve them of liability. There, it may limit it. Uh, what you have to look at in terms of a lot of buildings down there. Um, they will put, for instance, they'll put, like, snow barriers out or they'll put uh, scaffolding, you know, along the walkway because you still have to provide a safe and clear walkway for, you know, pedestrians or people who are going to be visiting the, uh, the businesses. So they still have to uh, you know, put up, you know, barriers or, you know, snow guards or something like that or the scaffolding to make sure that uh, the customer's You know, when pedestrians are safe and when they're traveling and when they're walking, they can get to their buildings, to their main entrance
0: without having
1: to worry worry about it.
0: Please uh, give out your contact information before I say goodbye to you.
1: Okay. Colin Diamond. I'm from uh, Law Offices in Madison, Shad. My phone number is 630-428-4040. My email is Colin, C O L I N at mathislaw.com. That's M-A-T-H-Y-S-L-A-W.com.
0: And you can always yes, contact uh, him through me, and you guys will all know, of course, my email address. Thank you, Colin. Take care. No slips and falls, okay?
1: <laughs> Sounds good. thank All right. You.